Hi, I'm Annette Richmond. Thanks for joining me for the Smarter Business Moves podcast. If content marketing is part of your growth strategy, head over to my new podcast, Content Marketing School, and visit contentmarketingschoolonline.com for resources. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Smarter Career Moves Podcast. I'm Annette Richmond, Executive Resume Writer and Principal of Career Intelligence, Resume Writing, and Career Services. Hi, I'm Annette Richmond. Thanks for joining me. Today, I want to talk about some common job search myths. There's a lot of career advice online. I've certainly written my share, but despite all the easily accessible career information, there are still several job search myths that seem to persist. Uh, Today, I want to talk to you about seven in particular. The first one is that, you know, it's a numbers game. It only takes one job, you know, just apply to as many jobs as you can. And sooner or later, one of them will hit. The result is of this is that people spend all day long sitting at their computer um, applying for jobs on job boards. And the truth is that is not the best way to find a job. Everyone has heard about the hidden job market. Well, the truth of the matter is it's not really all that hidden. The persistent statistic is that 80% of jobs are not advertised. But the thing is, um, that implies that no one knows about 80% of the jobs. And that's not really true. Things like a company listing uh, open positions on their website is not considered advertising. When I was working as a recruiter, almost every job that I worked on was listed on the company's website. Many business hire contingency recruiters, those who receive a percentage of the candidate's first-year salary as compensation if the candidate is hired, when they can't fill a position. For the most part, the only jobs that no one knows about are ones where someone doesn't know that they are being replaced. That's why it's important to create a list of target employers. These are the employers that you want to work for, your ideal employers. And then keep track of them. Visit their career sections regularly. Set up Google Alerts to follow them so you get information right in your inbox. And also strategically network your way into the companies that you're interested in so that you can learn about jobs before they are sent to contingency recruiters. And you'll have allies in that company to help you. The second myth is that You can't get a job through social media. Well, that's not really true either. While you're not going to necessarily get a job by sending out a tweet, employers are increasingly turning to social media for recruiting purposes. Corporate and contingency recruiters have been on social media for many years. Many jobs are posted on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and shared by recruiters on Twitter. So if you're not sure if a real person is behind those posts, you know, respond to them and see if that's a real person. 
Social media is also a valuable place to meet and connect with people. The secret is to take those online relationships offline via phone or video platforms like Facebook meeting or Zoom or in person if that's possible. For more information on meeting people and making connections online, listen to episode four, how to meet people and make connections online. The third myth is that you only need to network when you're out of work. This is a huge mistake that I hear all the time from people. I'm always surprised when I meet people who are at in-person or virtual networking events who have just lost their job and are scrambling to make some connections to find people who can help them find another job. Generally, these are people who are coming in with their brand new business cards that they've had made and pushing the business cards into everyone's hand. You know, then they go home and they take business cards they've collected and they add people to their mailing list or they connect with them on LinkedIn and immediately ask them for help. Now, most of the people in this type of situation that I've spoken to say they're too busy working when they're working and they just don't have time for networking and making connections. The problem is that people are much more likely to help a friend or at least someone they know a little bit than someone that they've just met. So running around asking strangers for help isn't likely to do much for your job search. It's essential to build your network before you need it so that those people will be there to catch you when you fall. The fourth myth is that you only need to engage with recruiters when you're looking. Another mistake. You know, think twice about brushing off recruiters because you're not looking for a new job right now. Recruiters are people too, and they will remember how you treated them when they contacted you. So be polite, even if you're not interested. If a job that they're pitching to you isn't right for you, suggest someone else that might be interested if you can. Keep in touch with recruiters that are in your industry. It'll make it much easier for you to reach out to them when you do unexpectedly find yourself out of a job. The fifth myth is that adding your current job to your old resume is somehow going to make it fresh and new. You know, while you may think that adding one job to your old professionally written resume doesn't make much of a difference, it really does. You know, strong resumes have been carefully crafted. The content has been strategically selected and tightly written so that it packs a bunch of value onto two pages. So when you decide to add one job or even two, everything else comes into play as well. At the very least, the entire resume needs to be rethought into, you know, what are you going to take out to make space for the new information that you're adding to the resume? You have to make sure that you change the tense as past tense to your prior positions. So, you know, you need to really carefully think about it and not just plug some new information in there. The professional you worked with two years ago will often update your resume for you at a reduced rate. If you're adding more than one job or it's been over two years or more, your resume should probably be rewritten. Besides adding new content, resume formatting changes over time. You know, you wouldn't wear the same interview suit you wore five or ten years ago to an interview. If you would, you should think again about that. So why would you use the same resume? 
Myth number six is that you don't need a cover letter. Now, whether or not cover letters really make a difference is pretty hotly disputed. For every recruiter or hiring manager who says they never read cover letters, you will find one who says they do. You will also find a lot of recruiters and employers who say a candidate's cover letter makes a difference in whether they are contacted for an interview or not. While resumes are relatively formal, a cover letter gives you a chance to speak directly to the recruiter or employer to tell them more about you, to provide some insight into your management style, or maybe why you want to work for that particular employer, what speaks to you about them. Or you might want to give an example of something that will help you be successful in the job. Given that many recruiters and employers do take a candidate's cover letter into consideration, why wouldn't you take the time to write one? Myth number seven is that you don't need a thank you note either. Most career professionals, resume writers, career coaches advise their clients to send a thank you note. More importantly, 94% of employers say that it's appropriate for candidates to send a thank you note according to a survey by Account Temps. Most candidates are aware that they should send a thank you note. However, 50% of candidates don't bother according to a career builder survey. So while one of the easiest ways to stand out is a thank you note, most candidates don't bother. You know, sending a thank you note is a sign of respect. It's also another opportunity for you to sell yourself to the employer. You know, it's your opportunity to mention something you forgot during the job interview or to address any concerns that were maybe raised during the interview. Email is perfectly fine. Just make sure that you send it within 24 hours. Finding and securing a new job takes work. Sitting in front of the computer filling out job applications all day is not the best use of your time. You need to work that, quote, hidden job market, the jobs that are on the employer's websites. You need to form relationships with recruiters and people who work at your target employers before you start looking. And make sure that you stand out in a good way by sending a cover letter with your resume and sending a thank you note after each interview. Thank you again for joining me today and good luck with your job search. Thank you for joining us for the Smarter Career Moves podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If you did, please subscribe. Thank you.